you're listening to The Art of KCF. This essay is called Flights of Fancy and was released as part of The Art of KCF newsletter, issue 70, sent to email subscribers in May 2023. After the essay, stay tuned for a review of a local art show as part of my Minnesota State Arts Board funded project. Vimo and I have taken to logging a lot of hours on our deck this spring. May has been uncharacteristically warm and dry in our little patch of oak savanna and mixed grass prairie, as in giving us late June sunshine summer feels. And after the long winter, we are soaking it up. Vimo also repurposed a tree that suffered the fate of hungry goats into an eclectic stand for a variety of bird feeders featuring seeds and suet that have brought much wonder into our lives. Nearby, the purple martins have returned and are quite loud in the 5 a.m. hour, as if they alone are responsible for greeting the sun in vocal salutations. In the evenings, we join the birds flitting about from trees to the feeding tree, though we're stationary observers taking in the joys of lake life from the deck. It's been fun to see the different types of birds coming through the last couple of months. When we were still snow-covered, the feeding tree was the woodpecker hangout. While some of them still come by, lately the feeding tree seems covered in red-winged blackbirds, which you know are some of my faves and grackles. Though we've also hosted a group of three orioles who Vimo patiently lured with freshly halved oranges and grape jelly. Lest I not bore you with a detailed field guide of all of the bird sightings, I'll just brag that a couple of weeks ago we had a rose-breasted grosbeak enjoying the buffet at the Chick Fin. In 2004, as a first-year graduate student and MacArthur Fellow at the University of Minnesota, I experienced an interdisciplinary seminar led by a geographer and maybe a biologist. The details are fuzzy, but the two profs spanned two different disciplinary approaches, and the point of the seminar was to learn about the varied approaches of knowledge production from different disciplinary sites. The student fellows represented all areas of the university, from the humanities, social and physical sciences, and the interdisciplines, like feminist studies. And we would have energized exchanges facilitated by the different perspectives of our profs. One week, we watched and discussed the film Winged Migration, which at the time I found to be rather slow, though the cinematography was stunning. Perhaps it was more about the fact that, at 22, I was less inclined to be able to sit and take in a film about birds in an uncomfortable institutional chair with attached desk. After screening the trailer to prepare for this writing, I was so excited about the birds I saw soaring across the screen, especially the pelicans, who I've recently developed a kinship with, as we've had several stop by our lake this week. At 22, I remember discussing winged migration in the context of birds not giving a flying F about nation-state borders. Birds represent and live a freedom of movement unique to them. Birds become fascinating entry points in a connection with nature when one stops to hear or see the birds around them. Whether pigeons in a city center or warblers in the country, birds bring us lessons through song or flight 
if we stop to notice them. I am not immune to the amount of attention birding seems to be a part of the collective consciousness right now. My observation is that this may be the byproduct of a pandemic era that has forced many of us to turn to nature for healing. Or, perhaps, in our current era of climate change, some humans seem a bit more primed for noticing our interdependence with animals and plants around us. Birds are beautiful creatures with quirks and preferences like the rest of us, and tend to be most places humans are. I often wonder what the birds think of us as they're enjoying snacks looking back in our direction as we enjoy snacks. I wonder if the swans landing in the lake as jolting as it feels to us sometimes when we enter a body of water. I'm curious about the different airstreams the turkey vultures like versus the blue jays. As black and brown birding groups pop up across the country, we are reclaiming relationships to the birds beyond identification alone. Christian Cooper has recently shared he's hosting a new show called Extraordinary Birder on National Geographic, and in recent press has shared that learning about birds, quote, adds another dimension to how you exist in the world. It makes me think about the historical relationships my communities have had with birds and has me dreaming of Chicanex queer birding merch. Hand-sewn printed binocular cases, anyone? According to my Penguin Reference Dictionary of Symbols, across many cultures, birds symbolize the relationship between heaven and earth. And for some, birds represent a channel for communicating with deities. I've been digging into birds symbolically and representationally in my current body of work by allowing these moments for birds to serve as a means of connecting my inside and outside spaces within the picture plane of my paintings. These small sewn and painted collages are made and then pinned and later sewn onto my paintings and are chosen painstakingly not just for their shape and color, but for their connection to the geography I'm trying to represent. I'm not a nature painter, though as I'm writing this, I wonder if this is completely true. I'm not a nature painter in the sense of having a plain air painting practice, but if what I paint about is our moment in time, and we as humans are nature, are my paintings then, perhaps, about nature? I aim to connect the social to the natural, as in how we ascribe meaning and make sense of the birds who are in our lives. A feminist social scientist lens meets a humanist's sensibilities. What are the stories the birds tell us if we can pay attention? What stories do they need us to share? One goal I made for myself this year was being able to distinguish different birds of the same species from each other. Knowing they are each a unique manifestation of nature, I wanted to see if I could tell them apart from one another. This has resulted in more or less success, but it's a practice I want to keep engaging throughout the year. It thrills me when I'm able to use my painter's eyes to hone in on the different features of a bird to see if we've previously met. Earlier this spring, I fell in love with a fat and extra fluffy blue jay who seemed to love one particular branch on the feeding tree. When a family of three pileated woodpeckers were visiting frequently, I loved greeting the family as they congregated together, or especially when Junior came by themselves without their parents. With time and effort, like most things, I've noticed that I can tell these birds apart from each other by size, shape, markings, or actions. 
It's also encouraged me to connect with my intuition through observing if they have come by before or if they are new to the seed buffet. These little acts of witnessing and communal sharing of space feel needed for my spirit right now. The birds visiting this patch of land I'm deepening my relationship to are teaching me about using my voice and taking up space. They're also teaching me about learning to love the wind as much as I enjoy the feel of the sun on my skin. They are reminding me that they carry lessons from the divine and that I will do well to turn my ear toward their songs. And now for a special segment of the Art of KCF podcast, a review of a show up at the Cadets Galleries in Fergus Falls, Minnesota through June 17th of this year. Go check out Legacy Amendment by Nancy Jarong Valentine. In the spring of 2021, I had the pleasure of viewing 12 of Nancy's contemporary Chinese paintings a series of hanging scrolls connecting her family story to the characters of the Chinese zodiac. Since then, Valentine has dry-mounted them to larger silk brocade hanging scrolls and added a series of elemental paintings alongside some daring abstracted works to round out her show Legacy Amendment up at the Cadets Galleries in Fergus Falls through June 17th. I had the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Nancy about her work and was immediately struck by her willingness to share about how her painting has evolved over the last couple of years. Nancy is a generous teacher, and her paintings full of thick black Chinese ink atop colorful watercolor symbols and abstract marks provide varied layers of information for the viewer. One way that she aims to teach is through generously sharing her experience as someone who grew up in Ottertail County with a Chinese immigrant mother. Her work is a beautiful melding of her Minnesota and Chinese roots. Using water sourced from our county's waterways, she facilitates portals for empathy related to her experiences as a mixed-race Chinese-American. Nancy shared with me that she makes her work as an intuitive painter. In the Zodiac Scrolls, this intuitive approach is not informed by pre-sketches or a firm plan, but rather, as she works with the paint, water, and paper, she works to reveal what needs to come forth. Working from back to front on her paper surfaces, she finds the most fun part is leaning into her heavy hand with the black Chinese ink to articulate what needs to be shown. Whether that is a goat's head or the feathers of a rooster, a mischievous monkey, or a more abstracted rabbit, Nancy's paintings invite deep looking amongst the wide and thin swaths of color and narrow or thickly applied black lines. As a water medium-based painter, I love seeing the freedom of flow represented in the making of a mark. The satisfying flourish of the whip of a pointed brush's tip brings Nancy joy too, especially when the full brush leaves behind evidence of the weight of pigment in its bristles through the form of spontaneous drips scattered throughout her compositions. When you go to look at the works, keep an eye out for the newest paintings in frames that bring together more mixed-media approaches, where Nancy opts for less explicit narrative and instead shifts toward the language of abstract mark-making 
informed by the major life transitions she's had alongside the evolution of her painting practice. Nancy is a lovely human whose show Legacy Amendment is a gift to our communities, as is her nod to the amazing Legacy Amendment that supports daring work like this within Minnesota. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF newsletter and podcast is a fiscal year 2023 recipient of a Creative Support for Individuals grant from the Minnesota State's Arts Board. This activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota thanks to legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical editions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.